0: What's going on and welcome into the Lockdown Reds podcast. Thank you so much for finding the podcast today. If this is your first time viewing me on YouTube, make sure you, that you are subscribed. That way you don't miss anything that I've got going on for you here on the Lockdown Reds podcast, where we talk about this team from a super fan's perspective, a, a, a look at a team that we want to To make the playoffs in 2022, that's what we're going to be focused on all off season long. I can't vouch for the team themselves, but I can tell you where this podcast is coming from. You can also follow me on your favorite podcasting app if you're listening right here. Thank you so much right here. Uh, whatever your favorite podcasting app is, because we are free and available everywhere. That is Lockdown's mantra, and that's the way Lockdown Reds works. Thank you for making me your first listen today. I know that this is coming out a little bit later on in the day. This is going to be an evening uh, commute-type podcast for your Tuesday. So hopefully that guy that just cut you off, whatever, maybe... I don't know. Hopefully you didn't get that mad at him because we're doing some reds talking today. All right. Coming up on the show. I want to talk about some quotes that Nick Kroll had stuff that Charlie Goldsmith had tweeted about. And there were some articles written about it. I want to break those down a little bit because a lot of it was just front office speak, but we'll try and glean something out of there. Plus we'll talk about what should be number three on the checklist Of winning this offseason for the Cincinnati Reds, then I want to break down Joey Votto's season. On today's show, at least talk about it a little bit more in detail. It was an awesome one. We'll talk about that and look at some former Reds who are on playoff rosters. That's all coming up here on the Lockdown Reds podcast today. It's brought uh, brought to you by Spotify Green Room, brought by Spotify. The Green Room app, download it today on your favorite mobile device and join lots of different fans and media types alike as they talk about your favorite teams and sports. That's the Spotify Green Room app. They're changing the way that we talk sports. All right, let's get it rolling. You are locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks again for finding the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. On today's episode, let's start with Nick Kroll. Let's start with The front office, things that uh, they need to focus on because there were some quotes that Charlie Goldsmith had shared, and this was something that uh, came from Grand American Ballpark. Not something I, I was trying to look and see if there was a video of it. Maybe it was a Zoom press conference interview type thing. That wasn't the case. This was more of an interview that different reporters were able to have with him. And one of the important things that he said is something that we all pretty much expected him to say. He said, quote, isn't it crawl? The first thing we're going to do is sit down and work through our budget and figure out what that is. Just get ready, Reds fans. If you're not used to this yet, if you are new to loving the Reds, if you're new to following the daily machinations of a team in the offseason that should be doing stuff but probably won't be doing stuff, get ready. This is what they say a lot. You will ask a question Are we going to do what we need to do to compete next season? And the first thing that they give you an answer about is the budget, is money. It's about the finances. They will win if it's cost effective. So again, we're going to hear that all year long. He also talked about the fact that the bullpen is going to be an area they'll look at with Lorenzen and Michael Givens leaving this off season. One of those I'd like to retain. I think it's Michael Givens, Michael Lorenzen. While I like him as a player and as a person, Just has been very inconsistent performance-wise, and I don't think that he should be a priority. In fact, if I can think from his perspective for a minute, if you think about Michael Lorenzen and what his agent will probably look for in a deal this offseason, I think there's going to be language in that contract that Lorenzen has a shot at making whatever team's starting rotation that he signs with. And I don't think that that would be a good move for the Reds. The Reds need to bolster their bullpen and not necessarily look for arms in the rotation, though that can always help. But I I think that Michael Lorenzen is going to be focused on becoming a starting pitcher because he was trying to focus on this past offseason, and he just got hurt at the wrong time in spring training. So it'd be interesting to see. Givens would be an interesting guy. I don't know that I'd sign him back to be the closer. I like him as a setup guy. As a possible 7th inning type option, but when you look at the ace of your bullpen staff, I don't know that Michael Givens is that guy. He showed some chinks in his armor after he came over from Colorado. There were some good performances, but there were some performances where he couldn't keep the ball in the strike zone, and debatably so. I mean, you could talk about umpires giving him bad strike calls and bad ball calls. I I don't know, but... Look, he mentions the bullpen. Nick Crawl mentions the bullpen. That was number two on our off-season checklist. And, uh, you know, if I could throw up that caption there, yeah. If ownership prioritizes winning this off-season, when I look at point number three on the off-season checklist, it is as follows. Nope, that's not it. <clears throat> if you're just watching on YouTube, I totally put up the wrong thing. Now, it, it is supposed to say... And yeah, anyway, we'll talk about that in two seconds. (laughs) We're looking at the the off-season checklist. It's been an interesting uh, off-season to say the least when you look at it because there are things that the Reds can do that aren't substantial, aren't going to just break the bank and go crazy. You don't have to make a huge splash move. If you retain Nick Castellanos, there's only a couple of other things you really got to do. And this is number three. Here we go, right one. Got to figure out this the option situation on Tucker Barnhart and Wade Miley. I talked about this a little bit on uh, the final, at least I tweeted about this a little bit on the final home game when I was at Great American Ballpark is is this the last game that we will see Tucker Barnhart in a Reds uniform? I've asked a lot of people around the organization and I've got a lot of different answers. I don't think anybody has a clear concise vision as to what is actually going to happen. Now, Here's the thing with Tucker and with Wade Miley. When I say the Reds need to figure out the options on these two guys, it's because they have the final say-so. These are team options. They can choose whether or not Tucker Barnhart and Wade Miley are part of the team next season. Now for Tucker's number, it is million. For Wade Miley's number, it is 10 million. So you're talking about if you were to retain both guys, $17.5 million next year. Whether or not the Reds budgeted on that, that is the question because we are talking about a team that throughout my entire lifetime, whether Nick crawl is in charge of the team, I will say Dick Williams did a hell of a job and I'm sad that he's no longer in charge of the baseball operations for the Cincinnati Reds. But pretty much if you insert general manager name here, whether or not you agree or disagree that they are running of their own accord or if they are just carrying out the wishes of ownership there's one thing in common with every single one of them, and that is that they plan for the best. And when the worst happens, they don't really have a backup plan. We're talking about a team that I know that uh, our friend of the podcast, Chad Dotson over at Red Lake Nation, he always talks about hope is not a strategy. I don't even necessarily know that it's hope. I think it's they literally plan for the best case scenario. They think that what is going to happen is the ceiling is the best case scenario. And whenever it is a little bit worse than that, whenever it's maybe somewhere in between, which is where reality lies between the worst and the best cases, then they don't really know what to do with that. That's why the depth on this team was so shallow. That's why the bullpen on this team was full of guys who were retreads and cast offs and different guys who didn't stick with other teams, but sure, they'll figure baseball out with the Reds things like that. That is why you see the Reds do the things that they do. They gave these two opt-outs to Nick Castellanos with the idea that either they would be wildly successful to the point that he would want to stay, or he just wouldn't use these opt-outs. I firmly believe that now. He's going to use that second opt-out, and they're probably not going to retain him, though that should be point number one, as you can see. On YouTube, right here, the checklist. Point number one, bring back Nick Castellanos. Point number two, improve the bullpen. You don't have to do that much. I'm, I mean, maybe bring in one dude. I'd like one bona fide dude because this team has a talent in the bullpen for middle relief guys. We're talking about some dudes who are really exciting Dari Moretta and Tony Santion, and you've still got Lucas Sims, and you still got. Um, uh, well, TJ Anton's not going to be back next season, but you've still got some options in there that are exciting. And Justin Wilson and Luis Cesar are also on that list. They, uh, Those are still guys I'm excited about Cesar. I'm still not really sure about Justin Wilson, but definitely excited about those guys. But I'm not ready to hand the torch, pass the torch from Rice Iglesias. I don't think anybody took it over. I think TJ Anton was about to, and then he got hurt. And now we're not going to see him till 2023. So the torch remains not grabbed. Someone doesn't have it. We're looking for an ace for this Reds bullpen. That is key. And I've gotten off topic on the fact that the Reds need to figure out the options for Tucker Barnhart and Wade Miley. The whole point of this point was to say that if you don't have Tucker Barnhart on your team next year, you better have a clear plan for who's going to be the backup. And I don't necessarily even know that Tucker wants to be a backup if i were him and he's likely to win a third gold glove in his career this year i would want to be a starter and the reds need to make tyler stevenson their starter so i think this is a scenario where as we as fans will be sad but it makes the most sense for everybody involved that tucker moves on wade miley on the other hand you need starting pitching depth something the reds think they have? I don't think that they do, but they they should maintain Wade Miley on their roster. If nothing else, maybe in the middle of the year they can make him a trade chip if he still continues to pitch as good as he did this past season. Plus, 10 million for a starter as good as Wade Miley not happening on the open market. Team option, pick it up, keep Wade Miley. Tucker Barnhart probably not. They'll have to look for a backup catcher there on the free agent market or through trade or something like that. But that is point number three. And again, this is a checklist. I'll show you one more time here on YouTube. But the checklist, bring back Nick Castellanos, improve the bullpen, and figure out options on Tucker Barnhart and Wade Miley. Those are three of the seven things that I will have outlined for you as we get into the offseason here. That um, as the caption says, if ownership prioritizes winning this offseason, dot dot dot. <sighs> The question as always will be, will they prioritize winning? Because they don't like to do that. All right. Coming up here. I want to talk about Joey Votto. Joey Votto had an amazing year. We're going to break that down here in just a minute. Before we break that down, though, I wanted to tell you about Spotify Green Room. If you are looking to join the conversation on your favorite team, whether it be the Reds or as NFL gets going, the Bengals or whoever else, if you are a big NBA fan like me, you're looking forward to the Pacers season. There's going to be plenty of Green Rooms talking about that. You can find it for a game conversation, big news, big trades, big signings, all of that good stuff. The Pacers made a tray. I wouldn't say that it was a big tray, but you can learn more about that on Locked On Pacers. Those guys got that covered for you Down, But when it comes to Spotify Greenroom, you can join conversations about all of your favorite sports. That's why Spotify Greenroom is known as the conference call you actually want to be on. Download it today on your favorite mobile device and set up your profile. You can follow your favorite Players and uh, media types and things like that who are on Green Room. You can also link your Twitter account and follow your favorite sports groups to get notified when there are interesting rooms available to join. That's the Spotify Green Room app. They're changing the way that we talk sports. And also, check out betonline.ag. Use that promo code locked on to get 100% more on your welcome bonus. So you set up your profile, type in the promo code locked on, you get a 100% more. I gave you can still Take advantage of the tip that I gave you because it's still open. They haven't started it yet. For some reason, they're waiting till Friday to get this series started. I don't understand why. But you can take the White Sox plus 105, the White Sox to win the series, plus 105. Not, not the World Series, the series against the Astros. I think that the White Sox win this first series and move on to the ALCS. They are at a value at plus 105. I put my money on it yesterday during the crossover with Javi. You should too. That's a little tip for you. So you get a little extra money with the promo code locked on. You get a little extra money with the tip. You got money. And if you got sports knowledge and you want to make some money off that knowledge, go to betonline.ag today. They've got great lines when it comes to the baseball playoffs, when it comes to the NBA, the NHL, and the NFL and NCAA football, of course. Check them out today at betonline.ag and set up your profile with that promo code locked on. This was a really fun year for me because I am a, I, I mean, okay. I say this in the caveat of, this was a really fun year for me because I'm a joyvado fan, because I love everything that joyvado Votto does. Not necessarily because the Reds didn't make the playoffs. I've talked to you about that before. That was on Monday's podcast. But from a Joey Votto perspective, this was amazing. And that was one of my bold predictions for the season. I was going over that uh, little note that I typed back in spring training. I had four bold predictions. One of them was the fact that Joey Votto would have an OPS of 130 or greater. He finished the year with a 136 OPS plus because he was phenomenal. He had 36 home runs, ties his second best season ever, which was 2017, which was the year that he missed out on winning the MVP by one vote. And he missed an entire month of baseball that is how good he was this season. Now you're going to look at the batting average and you're going to say, well, that's not very Joey Votto esque, but Joey Votto is doing what we like to call competing with father time and father time is undefeated. So he's got to figure out new avenues of attacking this whole thing called hitting a baseball, because when you are getting into the stage of career that Joey Votto is, I remember talking about this and I went back and I looked at this on an older podcast. I remember talking about how it's probably time to split time with someone maybe create a 70 30 80 20 type timeshare at first base and give Joey off days much more so than you normally would. They weren't doing that. They didn't do that. And he rewarded them as such because he is Joey Votto. He officially can do whatever Joey Votto puts his mind to. In fact, I got to stop saying I got to say it correctly. Joseph Daniel Votto can do whatever he puts his mind to. And this year it was power. Lots of it. I told you a couple of episodes ago that he set a career best in isolated power, which is a statistic that takes your slugging percentage and subtracts your batting average so that you get rid of singles. It doesn't even count singles towards your average. This is like a batting average on extra base hits only. And he was over 200 on his extra base says he had a better isolated power than Eugenio Suarez had batting average for the entire year. That's how good Joey was at hitting the extra base hits in 2021. It was the year that brought him back. And and what do I look at What does this mean for me? I mean, I'm being a huge homer for Joey Votto and moving forward. I don't think that we can expect him to be this crazy good at hitting home runs. Look, he had a stretch, like we said, setting a Reds franchise record for most consecutive games with a home run at seven in a row. Can we expect that kind of power from him? I'd be hesitant to say yes, but... To put Joey Votto into a corner, nobody puts Joey Votto into a corner. Dude can do what he wants. Dude has been so phenomenal at changing his approach to the game that I have no questions about him going into 2022. Look, I get it. He's getting into the, uh, we've said a latter portion of his career, so it's not as if you can expect the MVP type Joey Votto. While I think he might get a couple of votes for MVP this year, I I'm not expecting him to be in the top five. I'm not expecting him to really be, I mean, maybe in the top 10, but maybe only nine or 10th. Not really something that I think is going to be that big of a deal for me either. And and as far as silver slugger goes, Freddie Freeman plays first base, probably never going to see Joey Votto win a silver slugger over him for the rest of his career. But I still think that we've got maybe one more year of, a 30 homer Joey Votto maybe not 36 next year however if he does manage to stay healthy and with the designated hitter coming to the game or t- coming to the national league you could see him almost playing every day maybe you know 140 games next year or something like that that would be phenomenal from the dh spot and then who knows maybe he he does give you 30 31 32 homers I think that he has shown the ability to barrel up the baseball just as well in years past. And I think that this could be something that continues, not necessarily, like I said, and, and he had 99 RBIs, which is his fourth most of his career. The other three times were, you know, over hundred, which makes sense if you 99, but whatever. I'm just thinking out loud there. But when it comes to Joey Votto's 2021 season, it it surprised everybody. And look, I've said it before. I'm a huge Joey Votto homer. Uh, He can do no wrong in my eyes. Don't test that. But I I love Joey Votto and everything that he does on the field. And I've, I've said it before that his contract is coming to the end where he's only got a couple of seasons left. And I know that there are some goofballs out there who are so excited about that, and I have no idea why. Because when it comes to the end of the tenure and Joey Votto in a Cincinnati Reds uniform, I will be sad. I kind of hope that he does his own version, like his baseball version of Tom Brady and becomes JV 19 and, and plays till he's 60 and he's a red until he's 60. And maybe he gets a world series ring or two because he deserves that. He has given everything that he's had to this franchise and they have built and built and they have built teams around him that have not been satisfactory to his own talent. They have used his contract as a scapegoat as a reason why they've not really been that contentious for the playoffs in these past six, seven, eight years. I think that that's bullcrap, and I hope that that changes this next season because, again, they don't have to do much, and Joey Votto deserves a championship run. He deserves to be a part of an October team that is legitimate. Not not a puncher's chance, not a, oh, look at them, gosh darn, they just made the wild card and boy, oh boy, you know what, they're playing baseball and any given day they can go out but they're not favored at all. No, I don't want that. I want a legitimate contender, not a pretender for one Joey Votto because he deserves it and I believe that the Reds still have one more good year out of him, which... If you would have asked me that at the beginning of this season, if you'd have said, Jeff, here's what's going to happen in 2021, your bold prediction for Joey Votto is going to come true and he's going to lead the team in home runs, I'd have been like, you're crazy. Joey Votto, he's going to have more homers than Nick Castellanos? And I probably would have included Mike Mostakis in that conversation and Eugenio Suarez, and that's exactly what happened. So I'm looking forward to next year for Joey Votto. I just hope the Reds are too and they build a successful team around him. All right, coming up. We're going to shift a little bit of focus here from internally to externally. Let's look at some former Reds who are in these playoffs. And I'll briefly talk about the wild card round. That's all coming up in just a moment. Before we talk about that, though, I want to tell you about Built Bar. I love Built Bar, and you should too. I might be getting a new favorite flavor because this cookie dough chunk is so phenomenal. I'm telling you, the bar is made with 100% real chocolate. But when you take a bite, you get literal real chunks of cookie dough, not synthetic crap that tastes like it. I'm talking about real, you, you can feel it. Like I I purposely took a bite of one of the chunks of cookie dough the other day. Absolutely. 100% authentic, amazing cookie dough. And we're talking about a bar that fits into any kind of diet because it's only 150 calories, the cookie dough chunk specifically the rest of the flavors are like 120, 130, and then you're looking up to 18 grams of protein. You're starting to satisfy macros with a candy bar with something that tastes like a candy bar, but it's a protein bar. You're satisfying macros that you didn't think existed from the terms of something that tastes as good as a built bar. Get it today at built.com. Use the promo code lock 15 to save 15% off your next order. Built bar is so delicious. And like I mentioned, nutritious, the stats are amazing. Talk to you about the calories. There's up, there's only, there's four grams or less of fat, four grams or less of sugar. And it is so very tasty. 100% real chocolate. And if you're not a cookie dough chunk fan, which I don't know why you wouldn't be, you can also check out the fruit flavors like cherry barcia. They got strawberry, raspberry, orange. You can also look at the cookies and cream. They've got peanut butter, brownie, mint chocolate, brownie. All of this amazing stuff. And limited flavors that rotate in and out. I think right now the limited flavor on Built.com, if you got a chance to try this when it first came around, Churro Puff, very phenomenal. Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 and save 15% off your next order. All right, we are going to end uh, today's podcast by looking at some former Reds who are in the playoffs. And uh, firstly, obviously, the team that we got to start with on this one is San Francisco. The team that probably has an argument for being the best team in the playoffs, though I still think that they won't win the championship. I, I already told you who I picked, I picked the Milwaukee Brewers. But the team that has been the best in the national league this year via record is made up of a pitching staff that looks eerily familiar. If you're watching on YouTube, you can now see the starting rotation for the new, for the San Francisco giants that I posted. Um, Kevin Gosman, you might not remember him cause he was a red for like 20 seconds, but he did pitch out of the bullpen for the reds coming over from Baltimore then you've got Anthony DiSclefani. you got to remember Disco. dude was once in, uh ace, or at least a guy who was counted on to be the Reds' ace. He just had injury issues. And then there's Alex Wood, who came over in that crazy deal that sent Homer Bailey to the L.A. Dodgers and then to the waiver wire. And our man, and still one of my favorite players that ever donned a Reds' uniform, Johnny Cueto. So you're going to say, Jeff, how on earth could we root for the Giants? They are the team that eliminated the Reds in their best season, uh, their best chance to advance in the postseason. They are the team that has won the World Series three times in the 2010s. Why on earth would we root for them? Lots of former Reds on the team. In fact, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe they should give a World Series ring to the Reds uh, for uh, if the Giants were to win for all these guys that pitch for the Giants. You're welcome, San Francisco. Then I also look at another dude. This guy, it might surprise you, and I don't have a graphic or anything for him, but did you know that the National League leader in RBIs is a former Red? Adam Duvall former Reds left fielder, and the guy who brought Lucas Sims to Cincinnati, the Reds traded Adam Duval to Atlanta for Lucas Sims, Matt Whistler, and Preston Wilson, and then promptly sent Preston Wilson back to Atlanta. So it was really just uh, Lucas Sims and Matt Whistler. But Adam Duval is a huge part of this Braves lineup that will at least threaten the Brewers. I don't think they'll win because I have the Brewers winning the world series and the Bra the Brewers pitching staff is phenomenal, but the Braves lineup is a lot better than people give them credit for because ever since Ronald Acuna Jr. Went down, everybody wrote off the Braves and here they are. They've won their division which granted was a terrible division, but they were the ones that came out on top of that and they're playing in the playoffs. I think that this is going to be a very fun series to watch and we'll get to see Adam Duvall play for the Braves. Now, they, he did play for the Dol- uh, the Dolphins. I'm in football mode. He did play for the Marlins for a chunk of the season. In fact, 30, er, um, 22 of his 38 home runs came as a Miami Marlin Now he is a key member of this Braves offense that at least looks like it could kind of threaten the Brewers a little bit. Now there's some other guys who may or may not. It depends on who's making the decisions and whether they want them on their rosters or not. But a couple of former Reds who could possibly be on some postseason rosters. Number one, I mentioned this guy already in the Adam Duvall trade, Matt Whistler. He's actually been around a little bit this year. He pitched for the Giants and he currently pitches for the Tampa Bay Rays. Whether or not that's on the postseason side of things, we'll find out. Billy Hamilton in Chicago, he's been making some plays. I saw him make some web gems throughout the year. Still hitting like Billy Hamilton at the plate, though. He's got a .220 batting average in less than 150 plate appearances this season. So, the White Sox aren't having him on the roster for his hitting. They probably will include him, though, if I had to guess simply for his late game defensive prowess and possible pinch running ability. And then last but not least, I've, I've been very excited about this guy, and I was glad that he got the call up earlier, this, or well, in the latter part of this season, but probably about a month ago, Jose Siri for the Houston Astros. And actually, let's see. <clears throat> if you're watching on YouTube, you get to see the glory, the debut on screen of the Jose Siri bobblehead that I got at a Dragons game Two years ago. Yeah. That's how old this one is. But that was to commemorate his 39-game hitting streak as a Dayton Dragon. 39 games. And if you remember that hitting streak, it actually came to a very unceremonious end. I, I forget who they were playing, But the pitcher of that team in the final at-bat of that game, like it was very evident it was the last at-bat for Siri in game number 40, a chance for him to extend his hitting streak. The pitcher wanted no part of throwing him strikes. He didn't want to be in the record book for making the 40th straight game of a hit for Jose Siri. So he tried to throw at Jose Siri, and he tried to hit him. Come on. that. That, that's annoying. Anyway, Jose Siri could be on the Astros roster. I'm definitely not expecting it because he got very limited playing time this season with them. But in his limited playing time, like 49 plate appearances, I think is what I saw. He had a 300 batting average. So good for him. I know that probably the biggest question mark for him in the Reds organization, whenever he was a prospect for Cincinnati, is that he struck out a lot. I don't know if that'll be an issue keeping him off the postseason roster or not, but it'd be interested to see if, uh, Jose Siri makes the playoffs after being in the minor leagues. I, boy, you talk about a cool story for him making Houston. He was in the minor leagues for nine years and then he got the call this season. That's, that's phenomenal. I'm, I was glad to hear that they gave him the call up and, and just kind of looking at, um, uh, the first wild-card game, Boston and New York, really wasn't – I mean, obviously it's always exciting watching a winner-take-all game, but I know that you know ESPN was falling over themselves because that was the wild-card matchup, and it just wasn't much of a game. Boston actually kind of took control of that one early and never let go. Xander Bogarts with a two-run home run off uh, Garrett Cole, and then they never really looked back. So it was good to see them. Again, I think that the Red Sox are just going to go and get – stomped by the Rays. And now you see this winter game, a winner take all game against the Cardinals and Dodgers. And uh, there's people like, ah, the Dodgers, they won last year. They won the world series. I get to spend all the money that they won on players. I, I don't want to see them win. there ain't no way on God's green earth that I'm rooting for the St. Louis Cardinals go Dodgers. And plus I think the Giants will beat them in the next round. But whatever Lucas. Love you, dude. I hate the I hate the Cardinals. Hate them both. So whoever really loses today, I, you know, that's not that big a deal, but whoever uh, wins goes and faces the giants. And I think the giants are moving on to the NLCS. That's just me though. I want to hear what you think. Uh, at Jeff Carr with three F's on Twitter and at locked on reds. You can also call or text the locked on reds line at 513-549-0159. That's going to do it for us here today. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Reds podcast. Remember, we are free and available on all platforms. Now, go check out the Locked On MLB podcast as Sully's breaking down this wildcard series. Got the chance to break down the playoffs with Sully a couple of days ago. If you haven't checked that out, check out the Locked On MLB playoff preview with yours truly and Paul Francis Sullivan. But call him Sully. But I will talk to all of you tomorrow.